Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings on all I know is Zach said he has a game where you don't read both 7,000 and I said I'm in let's go let's do it yeah that's what I really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader this episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code TheAthleticPod hello everybody and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday evening, the first of three straight episodes of Paratocracy Week as we look forward to the Eagles game on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock, the wild card round against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilka Padia, Marissa Morris here. We are a, a couple minutes late. We said we were going to be on time. Uh, we won't get yeah, into Yeah, it's my fault. Somebody I know. had a, a bathroom accident. That's really all we need <laughs> no. to know. Is that... <laughs> No, I got to see an old coworker from Major League Baseball tonight. It was great. Um, and his Big kids. Flex. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry to Emily that we are five minutes late and all the sickos. But we got a lot to talk about. So We have a lot to talk about. We get Mike is do- whose mic is doing something weird? That's Zach. I'm sorry. I was, I was putting it in front of my face. Yes, oh, I have such dog producer listening ears. I can, I can tell like who's touching what now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep that in mind, Zach, when uh, when we start talking about Bill Belichick and Nick Saban in this podcast. Hey, but, Bill uh, Belichick wore a Maryland uh, flag mask during his post-game press conference the other day. So, mm. I don't know. There he grew up in Annapolis. Go yeah, Terps. has a lot of reverence for the Naval Academy. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got plenty to get to. Our focus uh, on this episode in the middle, at least, is going to be on the Bucks offense against the Eagles defense. We'll dive into that, a little quail of the tape. Uh, at the end of the show, we're going to take a little uh, a little accounting of all the Birds with Friends preseason games that have now finished. Uh, I think it's fair to say that one of us has done better than the rest. We can get to all of that, but we should start with the latest news and notes from the Philadelphia Eagles and around the division. And I think for that, we should send it over the stone cold newsman zach berman since we spoke last the eagles activated all the players who were still left on their COVID 19 reserve list that included Gennard avery fletcher cox marcus epps dallas goddard nate herbig jordan howard avante maddox rodney mcleod boston scott alex singleton and jack stoll so all those players are back 
They placed J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Tyree Jackson, and Brett Toth on injured reserve, and they signed Jason Huntley from the practice squad to the active roster. You can also expect to see Richard Rodgers come to the active roster, whether that is from a standard elevation uh, from the practice squad or if he fills a roster spot. That's certainly where he's leaning, and I would imagine he fills a roster spot because the Eagles protected four players from the practice squad today. Richard Rodgers, excuse me, not among them, but Coyote Awashika was among them. So uh, you know it's playoff time when when they have Coyote ready. Um, Elsewhere in the division, I believe that there are now seven coaching changes uh, because Joe Judge um, lost his job uh, about an hour and a half, two hours ago. So Make sure you read Dan Duggan, our outstanding Giants reporter, for all the news and analysis there. Sheila, how you doing? I mean, I'm I'm shocked. I thought this would be starting with a song, with a video tribute, with something, but I guess the timing did not set up uh, properly for you to pay tribute to Joe Judge. So I'm doing fine. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I would like uh, Emily's rating of my uh, picnic table <laughs> drip, as one uh, viewer called it uh, many months ago. You know, one of my favorite, one of my go-tos. What do you call it? Bo Ace? One of my aces? Yeah, one of your aces, yeah. Or is it just your best shirt is your ace? Your like, best shirt you is your ace. yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's not I mean, really you could have, you could have two aces. Plural. I feel like more than two is you're stretching it a little bit. No, my shirts, it's like uh, Marissa and her podcast. You know, I love all of them equally, all my go-to mm-hmm. shirts. So, um, yeah, How many would you I, say you have? That I really like? Yeah. Uh, the co- you, you know, you have to separate them, right? Collared shirts, hoodies, T-shirts. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I like so. that you said you were, you made the analogy of my podcast, not your own children. Like you, like, yeah. equally. like you. Yeah, no, I think your, like, yeah, you know? yours was more apt, you know, sometimes <laughs> hey, we play favorites in the Kapati household, <laughs> depending on the day, depending on who's acting up. Uh, I would say probably fewer than five. So there's probably four to five. I really like depending okay. on the occasion. Yeah. Listen, this is a very nice sweater that I'm wearing, people in the chat. Okay. Sweater? You know, it looks like a t-shirt. Is it a sweater? It's a sweater. It's a oh, nice see, we sweater. Can't, we can't see it. It's hard to tell. Grab a collar. Text. Okay. You can't tell texture okay. on the, uh, yeah. but yeah. So I, I just received text from Emily uh, on this topic. And she says, <laughs> uh, he looks sharp and Marissa's oh. hair is fire. And Bo yeah. looks nice too. Yeah. Classic. Yes. Oh, so thank you. Wow. Appreciate that. I'm sorry so, I'm late, Emily. <laughs> well, what's yeah, listen, the, uh, something to strive for next episode? We can mm-hmm. all, you know, in these past two, three weeks, Bo and I have, have been basically all virtual, right? We're not, we're not going in and it brings me back to last year at the start of the virtual, um, work life last year, I would like, I would wear jeans and, you know, button down. Like I was actually going to work. I felt that was mm. important. And then Emily was like, what are you doing? You're not going anywhere. You know, and I, I, uh, so I, I had to get joggers. Shields, Shields' favorite thing, mm. and I'm, I'm back, uh, I'm back in the joggers now because we're, we're working from home. But yes. it doesn't, it, it still doesn't feel professional. Well, th- th- this has been a real boom. I mean, the jogger you could get at the beginning, beginning of uh, the pandemic is much different. I mean, the jogger available now, it's like wearing, uh, you know, your nicest pants. Some of these, so uh, there are a lot of different options that I hope you're exploring on the athleisure market. You know, I spent part of my morning going through the uh, Bucks offense 
against the Eagles defense from that first game. I, you know, I actually did some research. Like I have a document here and everything. So we're definitely going to get to that. As you said, Bo, and then tomorrow we'll do vice versa. So tomorrow I'm going to rewatch the other uh, side of that. Eagles are what, eight and a half? Point underdogs. Point underdogs. Yep. That's and right. I was uncorrect. Uh, I was incorrect before because I was not accounting for the Steelers making the playoffs. They are the biggest underdogs mm. of week one. I think it's 12 and a half or 13 point underdogs for the Steelers. So Eagles are, are the second biggest dogs of wild card weekend, which I think that equates to about eight, eight and a half. I would say that it probably equates to like a 20% chance to win. Yeah, 18 to I 20% think it might have chance to win. 25%? 20, even? Okay. I thought 20. Maybe, I, my, 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 my mark is, I believe, 7 is 25%. Okay. So I, I just, I don't know okay. how much you bump down, but you bump down a little. That's bit. realistic. Do you guys have, uh, do you guys have times of day, specific times of day that you notice more than others that like you tend to just no. happen to notice that it's always, no, you don't have like a confirmation. Naya loves 11 11, but that's it. Okay. I have a anytime it's five thirty eight I notice, and then anytime it's anytime it's twelve thirty four I feel like I'm 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 noticing the one two three four. You guys don't have any of those. Uh, this no. is just a personal no. psychosis. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, well, anybody in the chat, let us know what your favorite time of day is. I'm a one two three four man. Uh, okay, uh, why don't we talk about this uh, this Joe Judge situation? And you're right, Sheil, that uh, unfortunately the timing here tough to pull together. Uh, the the opus that it deserves um, and the full uh, you know musical number, but uh, I was very pleased that the way that I found out was a text from Coach Flynn saying Joe Judge dead. So I mean, if you're gonna find out anyway, this is the way to do it. Uh, tough. I mean, legitimately bad news for Eagles fans because they're cleaning house. They're bringing in a new GM. There's no guarantee that the new GM and, and uh, head coach are going to be uh, that bad. I mean, they're not, there's, there is a guarantee they're not going to be as bad, but there's no guarantee that they won't be competent. So you're, you're going from uh, two organizations that you can cross off from competency every year to uh, it being a little bit more up in the air. Still though, I, I have faith that the Mara's classy stewards that they are can hire somebody like a, you know, like a Matt Patricia or a, uh, I don't know a uh, Marvin Lewis type to uh, to sh lead them forward. What do you think? Marvin Lewis would be uh, an, a significant upgrade over what they they oh, had yeah, with but... Joe Judge. I mean, it is bad news uh, if you're an Eagles fan. I'm sure in the Eagles building they're thinking, oh well, you know that was a a nice five year run. Now you're right. I mean, they could absolutely still stink, but this was epic. This was the last five years they've had fewer wins than any team in the NFL. They're right there with the Jets for fewest wins in the league. And not only that, they had the uh, the double whammy. They had the coach and the GM here who were, you know, completely at the bottom of the league uh, in every decision that they made. So are they going to get it right? Probably not. But like below average is a lot different than really what they've right. been dealing with here. And who knows? They could luck into somebody uh, who is – solid or good you, you you have we have no idea who they're going to uh end up with here so it was a uh, it was a fun two-year run as i said i thought joe judge was really just a, a great uh salesman and i think you can see it with some of the how some of the media are reacting to oh man tough business two years in quarterback gets injured like two years in you should be able to name one thing that your head coach does well and there's zero 
with Joe Judge. And on top of that, the um, the arrogance, the flat-out lies, the presentation with the press conference, uh, I'm sure stuff's going to come out uh, from the players who played for him who now probably feel more comfortable uh, speaking honestly about it. So, uh, you know, it, it was the right move. If Like, if you're a Giants fan, you're happy about this. You're, uh, you get a coach and a GM who should theoretically be aligned here. You should be able to draw good candidates, you know, because it is kind of a blank slate there and the bar is so low. But yeah, if you're uh if you're an Eagles fan, who knows? Maybe maybe in like two or three years they'll be able to win uh eight games or something and it'll be a little bit different. But not well, a given. I think if if you look at at Shields guide to hiring a head coach, um the one that jumps out here that the Giants I don't know if I would use the word violated or didn't adhere to was what's your plan for the offense, right? Because in in two seasons, I believe the Giants have scored. I think more they violated 30, a lot of them, but but yeah, that but one they, does stand out. Yeah, have, have have scored more than thirty points just one time in these past seven games. I think they've scored more than they or they haven't scored more than thirteen points. Uh, it's never good when your offensive coordinator. It's like an arranged marriage situation, right? You, you see that a lot with the defensive coordinator if it's an offensive head coach. But Jason Garrett was was uh, was it was a it was a setup here uh, that clearly didn't work. But the the lack of of um, any type of offensive design or even going forward, right? Like this is I I understand the point about patience when you hire a coach and you hear all these examples. Uh, you know the the one you hear most common was well if Mike Shashevsky was coaching today, he would have been fired after a year, you know, two or three or whatever. Right. But, yes. but how are they going? If, if they had brought Joe judge back, how are they going to attract a good offensive coordinator when you're essentially going to like a lame duck winning in situation? Right. And, and this, by the way, yeah, they had to get rid of him. Yeah. Not to say that uh, Doug Peterson was in a lame duck situation last year. Like he wasn't necessarily, or I guess going into the year, we didn't know he was coaching for his job. But I think that was part of the issue in hiring a, a, a coordinator is if you're trying to hire an offensive coordinator, you got to hire, you know, it's much easier on the early end of it than on the back end of it when you don't know how much rope the coach has. And he was calling. I mean, he was the play caller. That's true. I think yes. That was also yes. a, uh, yes. also a deterrent there. So they have said they're going to hire a GM and then that GM is going to lead the search process. Uh, you know, I don't know if that will actually be the case, but I feel like that is, probably a a better road to competency for them than than like the maras going to hire like jim harbaugh or something like that or like trying to pluck like ryan day or something like that um which i feel like if, if they were if they were left to their druthers i feel like that is the kind of thing they would do but uh, i mean you can do a lot worse than jim harbaugh uh, i'll put it that way right like jim harbaugh is i think is jim harbaugh is going to be pretty bad next time he goes to the nfl i mean I don't know, but Jim Harbaugh is one of the most successful NFL coaches of the last decade, right? If you just look at it, it, it is, is that a stretch to say, Shield? Uh, one of, one the, of most the most successful, successful of the last decade. I, I, I don't mean, know. That, that's pro- yeah, that's probably a stretch. But no, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, he had he had a great run. You know, the way yeah. it ended um, was probably more about ego and politics than anything else. Uh, they had a great roster, and uh, yeah, I mean, they they were a great team for that stretch. So he did a great job with the 
49ers. Like he was there I mean, for four years. He was there for four years and they went to the championship game three times. Yeah. Yeah. That, once, yeah. Right? That's a that's, great run. I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess you could say, you know, like if other coaches only had a, it's harder to sustain it longer. Sure. Yes. Of course. So, um, but yeah, that, that was a great run for them. I'll be curious to see where he lands. If he lands, I think the setup will be uh, important. Yeah. The organization will be important, but uh, I don't know. I think Jim, yeah, I, I lean more towards you. I mean, Jim Harbaugh has been a very good coach. I mean, he's a quirky guy. I don't know that he would be like the easiest person to work with, but as he had success uh, at, uh, at both stops, yes, it took a while for Michigan, but you know, Michigan was in the final four uh, this year. So I feel pretty strongly that he's going to not be good in the NFL next time. What would you, can, what would you trade? There. Well, I'm changing topics here. What would you trade to get Bryce Young can come out after next season, mm. right? Yes. What would you give up right now? Uh, if I said you're guaranteed to have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft, cause I'm smitten with it with Bray. I mean, you can have any of the quarterbacks you want uh, from this year, really from last year. I, I think like I would probably too. take Bryce Young. I mean, he was making unbelievable throws in yeah. that game with guys not coming uh, through he for is, him. I thought he is tiny. Is he a small? What what he are his? Is tiny, he's tiny. He's like six foot. But nah, he, he's, look at Bo, he, like the old school. I mean, yeah. Bo Judge over here. I'm just, he's awesome. Like, I like, you know a, I like, I like a quarterback who's six foot six who can stand in there. I I love Bryce. <laughs> he makes Devonte Smith and, look big. And yeah, I, it's and, a different game. And, the arm is live, baby. And after Mike Jensen's column in the Inquirer yesterday, I liked him even more. Mm. The Philly angle, but he might not even be the first. You got to explain that. I don't think everybody's reading yeah. that. Uh, he's he's from Philadelphia. It's a background of his yep. Philly roots. He doesn't eat cheesesteaks outside of Philly. He likes Del Sandro's. Um, mm. Right? He was. How long two- did he live in Philadelphia? He was. Bo- he moved out out west pretty quickly. But his his family still. He still has family in the longer area. than take uh, out. Check out. Yeah. Check out the article. Yeah. Longer okay. than take out. But uh, what I was saying is is. Bryce Young might not even be the first quarterback taken next year. Like CJ Stroud is awesome too. If, well, you watch- if I'm if I'm picking yeah. Bryce Young, but I like him. But also uh, Ryan Anderson is an absolute stud. Also, the the edge rusher on Alabama, Will Anderson, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. sorry, Will Anderson. Uh, yeah, Ryan, yeah, Ryan Anderson was the year. previous. Yes, yes. He uh, should oh, I didn't even experience. know he can't come out. He he has to go back to college next yeah, year. He's, he's a true yeah, sophomore. He's, he's that a true makes sophomore. sense. He should not play next year. It's like. just like Tommy. Mm-hmm. It was a nice moment from your boy Saban, uh, Zeberm. I thought in the press conference, I thought that was pretty cool. I feel like and, Saban- and in his uh, and in his just on the field with Kirby Smart, I thought he was pretty. Yeah, you, you know you've coached in a lot of national title games when you can be like that nonchalant about it. You guys kicked our butts. <laughs> you kicked you, our ass in the fourth yeah, quarter, you man. Kicked our ass in the fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, it's an ACL. Like every other coach, it's like this is the moment you've worked your whole life yeah. just to get this one opportunity. But for him, it's every single year. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't happy with losing, but he, uh, you know, it's I a little he, bit. He it's a like match. there's a there's a little bit of a uh, a little bit more humanity to him than there is to Belichick. Well, I, I even think, well, Belichick has also gotten a little softer. I think both of them in their old uh, age and as maybe they've had, had some time there to reflect. Was, there was a second Belichick son on his staff in New England, by the way. I thought it was okay. just the weird lips guy, the weird tongue guy, but there's two of them. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, 
I don't really know how to just have that as an interruption and move forward, but uh, I think may maybe they both uh, had some time to reflect. Even Belichick, that moment with the New Year's resolution question, uh, like in the past, he's not having that. Uh, you know, he apologized to reporters the one time, but yeah, Saban, I thought that was a uh, uh, great moment. And, and even leading up to that game, where he was explaining why he didn't, you know, he kind of had to love up this group rather than uh, criticize them. I do feel like there is more uh, more humanity to him, uh, as you said, than uh, than previously. But, but from an Eagles perspective, you you watch that Georgia defense, right? Like it, it's uh, they're good. There's a few guys there who are going to be right in the wheelhouse for the Eagles in the teens this year. So pay attention to that. And I I, I remember vividly week one the Eagles. We're playing down in Atlanta, and, and Bo can attest to this. I was trying to figure out how I can get out to Athens um, to watch this, to see that that Georgia UAB game um, because I, I – so I uh, – this is a, a little bit of a flex, but then self-deprecation. I absolutely love Georgia this year going into the season, but I expected JT Daniels to be the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, like, you I, were saying that a couple I, weeks I ago. Saying, I, I kept saying <laughs> – they're, 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 I don't understand why they have Stetson Bennett at quarterback. They need to get JT Daniels in there. They need to get JT Daniels in there. Last year, they transferred. might have still been right. I have a bit of a take here, I think. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, too much loving up of Stetson Bennett, I feel like. I mean, like, yeah. He, like, Oh, yeah, I agree. Although I did enjoy how hungover he was on the Good Morning I, enjoyed, okay. I enjoyed that, too. But it's like the story <laughs> of the game was like, wow, Stetson Bennett came through. Not like. Their defense was insane, yeah. and like, well, okay, well, we got a scrawny little white guy. Let's make him the poster child for this victory he's the win. Quarterback, I don't think he's the quarterback. Yeah, has, yeah. and, and, and it's I, like, it's a great story in that the guy was a like. I, I, I don't think he's, he's yeah. particularly good. But I, he was a I enjoyed seeing him yeah. cry on the sideline. That was fun. Like, but, I like um, to see the effect guy. No, not in like a bad way. Like in a in a in a human way, but yeah. like the way that the narrative then gets spun that it has to be it has to be the quarterback who did everything. Like, come on, a little bit. But, like, I thought going into the year, all right, finally, Georgia has a quarterback with juice here, not just a game manager. JT Daniels hurts. Uh, he, he, I think it's an oblique injury. They, they put Stenson Bennett in there, and, uh, and then they just roll with it. I thought that was going to be their shortcoming, and that's why I don't coach football, right? Because uh, clearly Kirby Smart knew what he was doing. To answer my own question, at the risk of Kapadia cursing him, I think I would trade – Two of the Eagles, three first round picks from this year. If you guaranteed me, I could get the, I don't know. Maybe that's not I think even that would always be worth it. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's true. When all right. You, so like, what's the question? All is the question. All the, well, would you trade all three first round picks for the first overall pick guaranteed in 2023? I feel like you would do that. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it feels crazy, but you would still have your own first round pick that year too. Right? Yes. That's yeah, true. So you'd have two next year. Now, yeah, honestly, so what if you had to give up two? You give up two and then you swap and then the, yeah. the following year. I would do that uh, to get Bryce Young. So you I think just like, guarantee getting the first overall pick yeah. without having yeah. the like worst record in the league to have to pay for it. I feel like that's definitely worth it. Well, yeah, but you don't know what uh, what pick you're going to have next year. True. So, I mean, you, that could be giving up two additional uh, first round picks to move up. 11 spots. I don't know. The chat saying no. Nobody else wants to do this. All right. People probably want to hear some Eagles Bucks talk. Should we take a break and get Wait, but, but the last question. So you like Bryce <laughs> Young that much more than uh, CJ Stroud? For this? 
Yeah, I love Bryce Bryce Young fits my quarterback aesthetic. Just the natural, like the ball's always in the perfect spot. He's calm. He can work from the pocket. He seems like he's got a great demeanor, nice connection with teammates. Uh, You gave me the Philly angle. I mean, he really uh, really fits what I'm looking for. I don't care if he's a little bit short. We'll give him some, we'll give him some, uh, some big cleats. Hey, nothing wrong with being a little bit short. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Before we move on. I was ready to trade Carson Wentz before 2020 for Joe Burrow. Let me just, you know, I've had a lot of long takes, but you know, that's true. I forgot about that. What's the set. So the, the jobs that are open, Minnesota, Jacksonville, the Giants, the Broncos, the Bears, the Dolphins. What's the seventh? Is there? There is one. Well, more the right? Raiders technically. Oh, the Raiders. And then the, yeah, the Texans are TBD too. The Texans oh, okay. are TBD. So of those jobs, like let's say you're, let's say you're like Mister Hotshot candidate. What job is the most attractive to you? It depends what you're looking for, right? If if you care about the about the quarterback to build around, um, you know, the Bears job has you you have a, a young quarterback there. The Dolphins, if you like Tua, you have a young quarterback there, but it depends what you think of the quarterback. From an asset perspective, uh, the Giants have, have what, two top seven picks this year, two top eight picks, um, and and you'll be working with a new GM. Uh, so it, it, I think the Dolphins have – the Dolphins and the Broncos have the best rosters of the teams that have the, have the openings. The Jags, by the way, have the quarterback in place. So it, it really depends. Are you going for – the assets going forward, I would probably say Trevor Lawrence and the number one pick is a really good starting point. So that would be the one that jumps out to me. But well, I would not advise you. If I what, was Bob Lamont yeah. and you were my uh, client, I would say, no, you're, you know, if you have your pick, you kind of look like Ryan Day, Zach. I was just thinking. I could say, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, I was just about to yeah. name a theoretical coach. And then I looked at Zach and I go, wait a minute. He looks like one of the guys who actually could potentially be hired. And Ryan. So, you want to hear my uh, my first Ryan Day in, in, encounter, by the way? This Please. will be fun. Okay. okay. This will so, be fun. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, Ryan Day, uh, he's hired as the Eagles' new quarterbacks coach 2015. I'm flying out to the combine. Right. I'm, I'm at the gate, the Philly airport. I see someone sitting there looking at his phone and uh you think and it's your long lost eighth brother. No, I and it's it's Ryan Day, right? And, you know, I we hadn't met them yet, but I, I know he was. So I go up and I introduce myself. All right. Probably should have ended there, right? Look forward to working with you, look forward to getting a chance to, to meet you. Um anyways, Ryan Day went to the same high school as Chip Kelly. I oh I, I I I spent time at Chip Kelly's hometown in Manchester, yeah. New Hampshire. I went to all the uh all the stomps, uh, all like the 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 uh, diner there, the Puritan back room as 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 we talked about. And so uh anyways, I transitioned right from nice to meet you to Restaurant recommend or to like restaurant discussion from Manchester, New Hampshire. Probably should have had a little bit more of a <laughs> of a transition. Like I, I went A to C instead of A to B to C. You went A to F. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that um, that was my first encounter with. And uh, what was his friend. reaction? Did he like call security? I think he was a little taken aback by how much I knew about his hometown. Right, mm. uh, for someone who had never lived there and was only there for a day and a half. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, he found that endearing. But. Uh, um, yeah, that was my first encounter with Ryan Day. I think Minnesota would, might be the best job. Okay. Okay. I think, you got a, I think you got a good roster. I think you got 
uh, two teams in the division who were not in good shape, um, like a good like good good roster on both sides of the ball, and great I think facilities. Can, yeah, sure, good facilities. Not the best weather, um, but I think, and that's like uh, just generally speaking, a more like competent organization than most of the um, most of the jobs that are up. And I feel like, what about the quarterback there? Thank you. You get rid of the quarterback. quarterback quarterback That's day one stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Plus the Uh, plus the opportunity to be the one who gets rid of the quarterback is also a nice carrot. I think Denver. I mean, Denver's ownership thing is a kind of becoming an interesting story. Yeah. I think I just saw there's competing groups, and Peyton Manning and John Elway are in competing competing groups. uh, Funny there, which is an interesting uh, subplot. But But everything else. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're. I would, you know, you're Mahomes and Herbert with, in your division. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't be great. But the roster is pretty good. If you can find a quarterback, uh, that would probably be nice. I would, I would not let uh, my client Ryan Day Berman go anywhere near uh, Jacksonville with that incompetent uh, ownership, a GM Ooh. already in place. I mean, yeah, I don't care. That, that, that part they, I don't like. That yeah, part and yeah. I mean it's like. And same with yeah. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, I would agree with that too. With, with Miami. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what the power dynamic is? I mean, if you believe in yourself and the GM who is hiring you, uh, likes you, then the giants, I I would agree with you would not, it's not like a great roster or anything, but again, the bar is so low. I mean, geez, you get in the playoffs with nine and eight and you're considered a hero after what's happened there the last, uh, Five years. So those are some of the ones that stand out to me. It depends if you want to pick your quarterback or if you want to inherit the quarterback, right? If you go to Denver or you, you can, you're in probably position to trade for Aaron Rodgers this off season. I I, I know there's a lot of conversation there. I don't think he can't be going anywhere. I mean, really, what would it take? You don't think so? No, I don't know. It would take Nathaniel Hackett getting the head coaching job. there. Oh, I like that. Nugget. Yeah, Yeah, that that could be it too. If yeah. you want more on that, go listen to Head of the Pack podcast on the FNL Podcast Network. <laughs> also, like hiring. Jordan Love, has, yeah. Jordan Love has played enough now that I feel like the Packers are are maybe going to be like, okay, we'll trade you just to make Aaron happy. Uh, like, go. Oh, like they've yeah. they've seen enough. Like trade. I don't even think it's that. They might just I, release yeah. him. To, <laughs> they need, I mean, I, he could be eventually be good. But I know, yeah, but that's like the blood that they anything. need to show Rodgers. Like new, he went from new contract and get rid of this uh, other guy. I don't, like, yeah, no, I don't know that Rodgers would at this point. I mean, I don't think he would even feel threatened by Jordan Love. I don't think he should. Would, he, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jordan I just think Love it's where could, he wants to play football next year. That, that that's the question. Yeah, I mean, is, they is, win is, thirteen games every year. He's winning back to back MVPs. Where's Ayn Rand from? I don't know. Maybe uh, he wants to make a pilgrimage. Yeah, I, I think it would just take mecca. a little little cash, and I think they're going to be fine there and keep it moving. You don't you don't break up a team that has won thirteen games three years in a row. That's pretty silly. Shield, not to give you work, but but that could be uh, that could be a good column. Is what is, could is you are desirable coach X. Okay, everyone wants you. Where do you want to go? Where do you not want to go? And why? Sure, that'd be a pretty easy one too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like someone else is probably, that's probably up on the athletic right now. Uh, Ayn Rand, it... Rand is from Russia, by the way. So that's where Rad yeah. just wants to go. Yeah. If no one else does that, I, I think that's a good one. Yeah. But with your spin, right? You know, you're, you know, yeah. you're telling your, yeah, you're telling your agent. Oh, um, I like that. I yeah. Go. I'm the agent. I'm Bob Lamont. Oh, I like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I like that. 
All right, uh, let's. Uh, this has really gotten away with us from us. Let's. Uh, let's the take Eagles playing the Bucks in we'll the back. in the We're playoffs. Bucks if you offense, know. one of the best offenses in the league against uh, one of the uh, below average defense that the Eagles have. But uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about them on the other side. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, they have a quarterback in Tom Brady. They have Mike Evans. They have Rob Gronkowski. They finished the season number one overall in DVOA, third in EPA per drive. They have this unbelievable passing game where they were towards the top of the league in uh, explosive plays, but also they do not get pressured. They get rid of the ball the quickest in the league, the lowest pressure rate in the league. Uh, the, the lowest sack rate in the league. They have this cre- incredible dichotomy. Jonathan Gannon said today that it's because Tom Brady is a trained killer. What can you tell us about this uh, Bucks offense? What hope is there for the Eagles' shield? Well, how should we tackle this? Do you want to talk about it overall and then talk about what uh, kind of stood out from the first game or vice versa? Why don't we do the first game first? Uh, actually, I guess I was I led I, I led you in with overall. I don't know how would you like to do it, Zach. What do you think? I think I think, uh, I think overall, and then we mix in the first game okay. yeah. in that com- in that okay. discussion, and then we yeah. close okay. with a, with an impromptu owl. You know of who we'll be talking about uh, in this matchup for the Eagles if they win and if they lose. When you suggested that, Z- neither Zach nor I responded, but you're still putting it in there. Well, you didn't say no. Usually, if you don't want to do something, you'll you'll say no. That's true. I'm not shy about that. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, never mind. I should. I would say in my work life, that's yeah. Bosses have said that to me uh, too, in a nice way. That in like reviews and stuff. That Shields yeah. not one thing I appreciate say, about say when he doesn't that. want to do something. Yeah. He's a real straight shooter when it comes to suggestions. Listen, that's a good thing. Uh, so I, I think you nailed it. I mean, the three, I would say, numbers, whatever you want to point to uh, with their passing game is one is the one we mentioned on the last show. 96% of Tom Brady's passes are from inside the pocket. I mean, I bet a Michael Dunn, I mean, that's like an O-lineman's dream. You know, exactly this little area that the quarterback's going to be in on every play. You don't have to worry about that. Along with number two quickest second quickest release of any quarterback in the nfl two and a half seconds the ball's coming out on time of course your offensive line is going to look outstanding and then number three and this is what really makes him what is it lethal weapon trained killer 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 miller okay trained killer trained killer anthony Uh, killer trained killer is that 
they have 76 completions of 20 plus yards, which is the most in the NFL. So usually you have to choose among these things. All right, do we want to just get the ball out quickly, move it methodically down the field, help our quarterback? We can do that, but then we're not going to have as many explosive plays. Or do we want to push the ball down the field, but our offensive line really has to protect? We might take some sacks, some negative plays, some pressure, but that's okay because we're going to have the explosives. They have the best of both worlds with uh, with Brady and this offense. And so that is really the most difficult thing uh, to kind of conquer as you're thinking about how you are going to uh, defend this offense. Now they don't have Godwin. We mentioned they don't have Antonio Brown. So the main two weapons are Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. And then everyone else is really a, a complimentary player uh, for this offense. So it is different than the first time that you played them. Uh, one, one thing that, I found interesting just in looking up at all these numbers. And I think this is part of the reason that they get rid of the ball so quickly, the lowest uh, rate of early down play action in the league, which, you know, is, is such a, uh, an in vogue thing of like a, a skeleton key to uh, efficient offense. But I guess if you have Tom Brady and you, uh, there's no, there's no fooling the defense needed. If he already knows what he sees, uh, you guess you, you don't really need that. So well, the, the, their go ahead. touchdown, there are four touchdown drives in that first game. Uh, it was an average of 10 and a half plays. Um, and so we talked about it on the, on the, on the last pod, uh, and this plays into what Shield was uh, talking about. He gets he gets rid of the ball quickly. He's, he's not moving around in the pocket, right? So if you allow him to have easy passes, in particular to – a you know 6'5, 265 pound Rob Gronkowski and a 6'5, 235 pound Mike Evans, he's going to take that, right? Um, what you, and the the Eagles are really going to have to have a different defensive game plan to disrupt Tom Brady. Um, I made the Mike Mayock joke the other day about burping the baby, but he he can't just take the quick drop, get rid of the ball because he's happy to do it and he knows how to do it well. Yeah, two things to follow up on what uh, both of you said. It's funny you mentioned play action, Bo, because as I was re-watching that first game, he was carving the Eagles up on play action uh, mm. in that game. Now, I hear what you're saying for the whole season. In that first meeting, 10 for 12 for 116 yards and two touchdowns off play action. It was his third highest yardage total with play action on the entire season. And clearly, at least to me in that game, they went into that saying we can take huge advantage of the Eagles second level defenders. And you, you know, if you're like me, you probably forgot about who those second level defenders were until you rewatched the game today. And that was Davion Taylor was completely lost in this mm -hmm. game. Eric Wilson played, I think 23, 35 Oof. snaps, something like that uh, in that game. And those two guys were definitely getting taken advantage of in a big way. Alex Singleton did not play well in that game. Now he's the guy you're still going to have out there now, but you know, that really by Leonard Fournette in the open field. I yeah. Believe. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, there were, there were a few things there. One is the, the play action was definitely an issue there. The other thing is that short passing game, Within five yards of the line of scrimmage, this is crazy. Okay. Tom Brady was 25 for 26. 
and average 6.2 yards per wow. attempt, which you say, say, oh, 6.2 yards per attempt. That's not very good. On those three, you're throwing zero yeah. to five yards. <laughs> and they had a bunch of screens in, that were successful. The screen game, game right? killed the Eagles. I mean, it was, you would watch it and be so frustrated. I remember Marissa and I did the post game pod for, you know, came oh, on right. right away after that. And I was going nuts because they're playing eight yards off the receivers and they're throwing these screens and they're well executed and they're turning into explosive plays. And then they're throwing little check downs to Leonard Fournette and you have your your the second level of your defense is 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and that's an easy 8 yards. And so I was going nuts after that game and it kind of reminded me of that as I rewatched it uh today. So those were some of the things that stood out there on throws that were under two, two and a half seconds or under in that game. Brady was 26 for 30. So, I mean, yeah, they were not made. I actually did not think Brady played great in that game. I mean, they probably got like a uh, maybe a C version, a B minus version of Tom Brady in that game. I mean, he, he certainly missed some throws. Uh, he wasn't on the same page with Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and they were still kind of uh, going up and down the field. So, no yeah, Gronk I that night, too. There was, the, yeah, there was no Gronk that night. That was, a big yeah, part. they had Godwin and Brown. There was, there was Marcus Epps that night. There was, yeah, he had an interception overturned. Yes. Remember this. Yeah. This so is when you made fun of me for, for uh, tweeting the, uh, the, the Omar Epps, <laughs> like America meet Marcus. Uh, okay. I feel like that's a candidate for an Osprey uh, perhaps this year. Uh, so I, yeah, screens, checkdowns, and taking advantage of the Eagles second level defenders with play action. Those were the things that uh, stood out to me as I looked at it again, only four of Brady's throws were against man coverage in that game. So, you know, this was the period of the season where you knew what the Eagles were pretty much going to do um, on every possession. And uh, Bray did not have to sweat too much to carve them up. And it's interesting because on the, over the course of the season, the Bucks uh, opposing defenses played zone against them. The second least of any uh, opposing quarterback in the league. So even though this game like weighted it so heavily zone, everybody else was going heavily man. Um, and uh, Brady was blitzed the 23rd uh, highest rate, so not not that often. But they actually didn't perform super well against the blitz. But again, this is, you know, they're getting the ball out so, super quickly. Brady did not perform that well against the blitz or the... Uh, in the league in uh, yeah. EPA per play. Yeah, I had that too. That was pretty surprising, huh? Yeah, I was surprised by that. So this isn't like a, like a Mahomes of last year where you say don't even think about it. I mean, you have to do something to make him you know, to get to him. So either there it's, it's pretty simple. Either you're rushing more players at him or you're making him hold on to the ball with tight man coverage, or it's a combination of the two. So, I mean, you know, one of those things is going to be, have to be a factor uh, certainly in this game. And it's probably not just going to be one thing. It's going to have to be a mix, uh mix of multiple things. And just his other numbers, I mean, man versus zone, his numbers are similar. One high versus two high, his numbers are similar. There are no big, like, you know, huge gaps in his performance there, even play action versus non-play action. There's nothing really that stands out there in terms of his performance. And so, you know, in that game, they, I thought the Eagles weren't as, or the performance wasn't as bad as I initially thought, you know, the Bucks had six actual offensive possessions in the first half because the Eagles offense couldn't do anything. And so, you, you can't have that. I mean, you know, if you can limit them to eight possessions, then maybe you only have to get stops on, uh, you know, three or four of them to be in the game, whatever. But th that wasn't happening uh, there. Now, it could have been more than 28 points for sure. They had a turnover on downs. 
they could have scored on the last possession of the game. They took 554 off the clock to end that game. They were up 28, 22. They punted twice on fourth and four or less. So like there's a scenario where they're putting up uh, more than 28 points there, but the Eagles did get forced three, three and outs and they had an interception. Like, I don't know if you tell me they're going to do that in this game. Yeah. That I don't oh, know. You got to take that all day. Yeah. You would take that right. Going into the game, 100%. three, three and outs and an interception, not knowing anything else. I think you definitely take, that. I think so you might even take 28 points. Oh, that's interesting. Zeber. Do you agree with that? You sign up now, right as, now. Yeah. As, again, as, it makes a deal as, with the devil. As Bo pointed out, they, they could have scored on that last drive too, right? They, they got yeah. on the knee at the five yard line. So it's probably 35 points, but yeah, I think they would sign up for this game to be in the twenties, as opposed to this game to be in the thirties. Now, my question though, uh, if, if, if I can ask, and I would open up to both of you here, but, um, and, and to Marissa for that matter, but, um, all right. So I'm, I'm Nick Sirianni or I'm, I'm Howie Roseman, let's say. And I called John. Hi, Howie. You looked a lot more like Ryan day yesterday. (laughs) Your eyes, there's something about your eyes. Mm, And I say, I say, Hey, Hey, JG watch. Watch the 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 Buck Saints video. All right, the Saints the Saints give this guy so many problems. They held them scoreless a few weeks ago. All right, Shield. What does Dennis Allen? Thanks do? for the hot tip, Howie. I hadn't thought to check that video before. <laughs> no, so so this is a, a, a way of doing the asking question. What do the Saints do <laughs> that that causes so many problems for? This um, Bucks offense, number one, and then and then uh, number two, which of those skilled guys is is most poised to step up to be the third banana after Gronk and Mike Evans? Third banana. Well, I think that uh, I think they kind of whooped the Bucks offensive line uh, up front. I mean, uh, you know, Lane Johnson was first team All Pro uh, on the Athletic today. Body All Pro, yeah. Capati all pro. And one of the reasons he beats out Tristan Wirfs is because like Cam Jordan whooped Tristan Wirfs when they played him. And so, you know, it takes a couple bad games and you uh, get bumped out of there. And so if this is a game where Josh Sweat wants to announce his arrival, then he needs to do that. You know, if uh, if Javon Hargrave wants to put his name on the national map, if Fletcher Cox wants to prove that he can still be effective, I mean, though it sounds very simple to say, but those guys have to win up front. And then if the Derek other Barnett part wants to commit an egregious rough. I mean, I'm not even penalty. mentioning him. I mean, maybe, yeah, like I'll let you know if he does something. If he does something, fine. But um, that that is, you know, their their weak links are probably left tackle uh, Donovan Smith and then maybe right guard. Uh, Alex Kappa are probably, you know, the, the other three guys are like legitimate um, all pro level players. So those are the two areas you could potentially get after them. I mean, Dennis Allen is a great defensive coordinator. Their defense has been awesome for like four years running. They've had like a top five, uh, top eight defense. And so they disguise all sorts of stuff up front with their pre-snap looks. They play all kinds of different coverages. They are aggressive. They are, it's the opposite personality of the Eagles defense. I mean, the, the Saints defense is like, are you ready for a fight today? Because this is what's, you know, Cam Jordan, Malcolm Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore is getting in a fight with my, every time they play, one of them is getting a person a penalty uh, after the snap. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is literally trying to get someone to punch him in the face every time he plays. 
I mean, I'm not like calling Eagles players out, but that's not like the personality. I wouldn't say it's the personality of their defense. And so, uh, yeah, I haven't like, I think Ted uh, Wynn wrote a, a good piece that I haven't looked at uh, recently after the last game, but I'm sure he would have more details schematically. But I mean, like the little wrinkles that the Eagles have added, uh, they're not on the level of what like the Saints and, and Dennis Allen were doing. And I was just looking at, you know, and more numbers with this Eagles defense. <laughs> like they haven't had even an above average game against a good quarterback all season long. Like I, I did the exercise where I looked at every defensive performance of the season. And I looked at our, how many did the Eagles have that were just above average league wide out of whatever it was a thousand something. Um, well, I guess there'll be two years, but whatever uh, in EPA per drive, they've had nine above average performances. And we've gone over this list before, but it's worth repeating as they get ready to face Tom Brady. The nine above average performances were against Mike Glennon, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Simeon, Garrett Gilbert, Jake Fromm, and Taylor Heineke. I mean, I was looking at that list. How many of those guys are even going to be a starter in the NFL, even if they're the worst starter in the NFL next year? Probably One, just Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I mean, the rest of them might not even have a starting job out of 32 teams next year. So I think, I think, um, I, I think Jimmy Kemsky had a good tweet, which was that it's not just that they've had an easy schedule in terms of facing like below average offenses and quarterbacks, this defense, like this is probably as bad as you could, you know, typically have right. uh, in, in, in a given season. So uh, now that doesn't mean, listen, maybe they've improved and they'll right. surprise yeah, was, me. The, 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 uh, the, de the the devil's advocate is just that that, that those were all in the second half of the season. That's like, true. And so if you think that they did improve, that was their only opportunity to That's show true. that they had improved. So Someone asked me it. a question recently, and I apologize to the listener uh, that I'm not identifying you by name Sorry, or Jeffrey. handle. Um, but uh, if the Eagles, if if the Eagles' schedule was reversed, okay, so if Week 18, was mm, I saw your back and, and yeah, forth with mm, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how different would this season be? It's it's a it's a fascinating mm, hypothetical. Like, like, did they get better or did they just play easier teams? And then conversely, if they played those easier teams early in the season and they knew their personnel and and how would they have fared against these top quarterbacks or near top quarterbacks during the second half of the schedule? I don't know the answer. I guess we'll find out in the playoffs here. I feel like my hype. I think my, they would my, be worse. I think they'd be worse too because I feel like they would not have uh, been forced into the stylistic change. Yeah, it, it would have been yeah. like the the Falcons game misleading them into thinking yes. they were something that they were. The whole first half of the schedule would have done that. I think so. Okay, and That's I think they could have well, they could have lost it, one of those yeah. second yeah. half first half games. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. They're playing the way they were. We saw them playing the first half but they could lose one of those games to an inferior opponent because they're playing that way. And I mean, just cause they changed, I don't think they're beating any of those teams. I guess you could make the case. Maybe they beat like one of them sneak out a win uh, right. against one of them. So I would say it would be similar or potentially a little bit worse. Right. I think, I think if, if it was, you know, the hypothetical was how would they have fared against these first six opponents? If they had been playing, like they started playing in week eight, I feel like I think they could have flipped one of those outcomes potentially. I think I think they are legitimately better, but mostly on offense. And I, I don't know yes. if they're better on defense. Well, the I mean, 
uh, we talked about this before. The stats this year are so misleading uh, across the board. But the Eagles, did you see where they dropped to defensively? Yeah, just because of it. Yeah, the 24th, is that what it was? 25th on 25th. defense. And they were, so what, you, 16th a week ago? I don't know. I was going to ask you guys. I don't remember what they yeah, were. Yeah, they were 16th. They were, I yeah, can check the cheat sheet. But, but I was yeah, kind of thinking, yeah. well, maybe that's kind of fair because they also got you know credit for beating uh, yeah, you know, that's beating true. some of these quarterbacks. So but maybe that's a long all. way to drop just <laughs> like – it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. It's hard to wrap your head around. football stats are crazy. Game. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Yeah, it's nuts. So the other thing I was noticing, I mean – I'm curious once adjusted games lost, the uh, football outsiders metric comes out to see where the Eagles defense ranks. That's I mean, a good, that's a good they've had maybe they've had to have had a top five healthy defense this year. They lost Brandon they lost Graham. One good player. And that's it. I mean, the following players. I mean, Davion right Taylor, but. Can't tell if you're being serious there or not. I think he's better than Alex Singleton. Yeah, I, I would disagree with maybe, that. Maybe like he could be. Yeah. No, he I mean, could be, not... but I would not say no. I, I would say it's more likely that they got better linebacker play. I don't it's know. To I'm be not debated. so sure about that. It's a yeah. toss-up. Yeah. Right? It's I a mean, toss-up. It's not, yeah, so it's, 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 it didn't, not it didn't, a, it didn't yeah. kill them in any way. Yeah. The following players did not miss a start this year: Stephen Nelson, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Alex Singleton, I mean, now you're getting to backups or role players, but you know, still they they count. Uh, T.J. Edwards, uh, Omar Epps, Milton Williams, Janard yeah. Avery, zero missed starts. What was that? Healthy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen out of what you're taught. You know. Well, it's an interesting. It's also an interesting big picture thing because they've also been very healthy on offense for the most part. Um, Ooh. I mean, Brooks. Yeah, Brooks that's goes true. down. Well, Samalo goes know. down. Have they been? Maybe they lost two starters like the whole they looked, season. They lost two offensive linemen and they lost Miles Sanders for a, a period of the season. But Brandon Brooks, like, I mean, they lost Jalen Hurts. He's for a old week. and and been injured. So like, I think they have been generally much healthier than they have been in the past. And this is one of like the the Chip Kelly things. Do you just overreact to this one season, this one small sample size, and think they have learned something, or is there something to it? I think if there is, you know, they have been. Like they have done walkthroughs. They have been, it was a very light training camp. It's been a very light practice schedule over the second half of the season. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. I found it interesting that this week in particular, after uh, the, the, the guys not playing on Sunday or a lot of guys not playing on, the, on Sunday, having an extra day here essentially to rest, recover, prepare, they still decided to go with the walkthrough on Wednesday as opposed to the full practice. Now, I, I've, I've never been a, a pro player or a college player for that matter. Pro um, player stadium. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll defer to Marissa on, on this one. But one thing that players often say is that this time of year, walkthroughs are actually more productive because you get more reps in than, than practice. But I do remember there was a big deal made in 2017. Uh, now, granted, they had a bye week. But they put the pads back on. They had physical practices, one mm. versus ones. You're allowed the the way the NFLPA sets it up is you only can have, I believe, four padded. I'm sorry, four padded practices in the last month and a half, two months of the regular season. But then it resets in the postseason that you're allowed to have one per week, right? And padded practices are different than unpadded practices in terms of the physicality, the the pace of it, and Sirianni said that 
They they are not going to change it, or they're, they're not going to change it up. They're not going to put the pads back on. He thinks they're mostly healthy, and that's because of the way that they've practiced, the way they've, they, they've taken care of it. I found that to be pretty interesting. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. The 2017 one, that was like uh, a player's suggestion to Doug, wasn't it? Exactly. They said they – Unbelievable. Say, like I yeah. wasn't covering the team that year or anything. <laughs> Zach, please. You've uh, forgotten. Yeah, please, no. I mean, only one of us here wrote a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was something I even remembered. That, yeah. yeah, the players would – I believe it was the leadership council or they yeah. went to yes. Doug's office and said, we need this. Yes. But then I also believe – I think, it's a, I think year, it was a different situation. I think the next year they, they put pads on, though. I, 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 I believe for the playoffs in 2018 during the week. Right. And he, he wanted to kind of set the tone. And if, if you remember, Doug was was very much like that first press conference of playoff week. He was like he would act a certain way. He was like really setting it up like this is the playoffs. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and Sirianni is yeah. very much Sirianni's whole approach is is let's let's not change anything. This is what got us here. Uh, it's just the next game, you know, let's, yeah, I'm let's not sure. I love that. Okay. All right. Explain. I don't know. That. I mean, there's a different, I mean, it, there's just yeah. different philosophies, but like, I don't know who are we, who are we, who are we trying to kid? I mean, I know like, you know, it's the, it's the process over the results stick to what got you here, but I mean, don't tell me that it's not going to feel differently. Like it's not going to be a different atmosphere when you're going out there and playing a playoff game against Tom Brady. I feel like accept that challenge. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's just what do I know? out like how you want to handle that as a coach. Uh, and, and there are different schools of thought here. So seeing how that, uh, how that manifests on, on Sunday is going to be interesting. Uh, if you were like really reaching for things to uh, hope go your way for the Eagles defense, the Bucks have, uh, have lost a lot of fumbles on offense, second most in the league. And it's funny because you think back to uh, the summer when we were talking about the Eagles defense and how much they were, emphasizing you know stripping the ball and then like in every practice it was getting really chippy because they were trying to go after the ball and they ended up with like some of the fewest uh fumbles forced and fumble takeaways in the league so that didn't really work out but maybe maybe the bucks are just going to be loose with the ball i don't know maybe so when, when it comes down to how do you defend them i mean i i think you do have to be a little bit more aggressive i do feel like on whether it's third down or red zone or whatever, these high leverage situations. If you want to, you know, go up to your boy, Darius Slay and say, can you handle Mike Evans this week? I mean, can you cover Mike no Evans? If we, if we just want to play cover one with a single high safety with you on Evans, are you up for the challenge? I mean, he had to do that in Detroit. I mean, he was doing that every week in Detroit. They were playing man coverage and he was covering the opponent's best wide receiver and he did a lot on correct me if i'm wrong you watched the game i know they played a ton of zone but he was like i mean he was he was lined up against mike evans for most of that game and evans did not have a big game the week i don't six know game. i i didn't notice slay giving up a lot of the, the first uh drive i think he gave up a play but right i, I, I think, think it was, it was the zone, first drive and I yeah think other it. than that i don't think he gave up much and then you know you have a couple options do you say hey we're gonna you know we mentioned gronkowski can you do double Gronk in some situations? You know, maybe you put uh, Epps in somebody else and you say, all right, we're just going to bracket Gronk. We're going to put Slay on Mike Evans. You put Omar and, and Marcus on him. And if we lose to uh, Rashad Perriman and Cyril Grayson, 
and Tyler Johnson, then we lose to those guys. I mean, that, that to me would not be a bad yeah. approach to take. I mean, you know, like you're not at a huge talent deficit against those guys. You, you those are, those are guys that professional defenders should be able to cover. The, the other thing I was thinking was, uh, you know, a little, uh, little robber coverage where you're still playing man coverage with one deep safety, but you have someone in the middle of the field to take away those crossers to maybe help out on Gronk a little bit there, where if Mike Evans is lined up in the slot, whatever. But I think those are some of the things you have to do. You can't do just one thing. We know that, but I do think you have to play more man than you played the last time you faced them. I think you have to get a feel early on. Is our defensive line winning or not? And if they're just getting handled on like the first two drives and you feel like you're going to, I mean, you can't just sit back and just play like that the whole game. You have, what are you laughing at? It just occurred to me that uh, I think I think the solution for the Eagles in this game, uh, just a lot of cover two buster. Mm. A little, little two buster, huh? A little two buster. Uh, Let's pull a little two buster on them. Show different different looks, uh, different blitz schemes. I think uh, Nate Tice calls them, I think his term is oneies, where it's just you do it, like you haven't showed this on film all year. You're just doing it one time mm. in this game. You know, maybe you do it on the first drive and then they're thinking about it uh, the rest of the way type thing. So I think you got to do all of those things. I will be so disappointed if they sit back in right. two deep coverages and play zone and say, well, and let Gronk what? just it run took three, him three 10 over plays the to get down the field. Yeah. Like, no, he's going to do that every single time. I agree. And I, I, what you said is true. Like, I mean, it's easier said than done. But however you can, however you can put this game on the other receivers, and just like dare them to to uh, move the ball down the field that way, I feel yeah. like that's what you have to try to do. I guess Zebram asked the question about who the third. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I mean, Fournette caught a lot of balls against them in the mm -hmm. first game, so it could be him. Uh, long time listeners, no. are we expecting to be back? I think uh, Arian, Arian said, said he, he is going to be, be back. back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Long-time listeners know I've always thought Perriman at least had some talent. He had we a great always, yeah, catch we were, last we week. We were pounding the Perriman drum in the offseason before the Jalen Rager thought That was fun. Um, you know, he, he has speed. He can get downfield. He can make some highlight-level plays, so he would probably be the third guy. But who knows? Tyler Johnson was the BWF yeah. uh, draft choice. Cyril Grayson, when I was covering the Seahawks, they brought him in. It was a fun story uh, for a day. I think I probably wrote Scotty Miller back. is now healthy. Playing I think again. if you Google Shield Kapati of Cyril Grayson, I bet there's an ESPN.com uh, article there somewhere. I feel like I I wrote so. Uh, anyway, those are the All other. Right, guys. Well, why don't we Why don't we close this bad boy with the uh, the owl? You know. Oh, I was gonna go get a drink. I finished my second uh, jug here for those who were asking. We have sort of talked about it, but uh, if the Eagles are able to pull off this upset, tell me who we will be talking about. If that is the case, so would you like me to go first? Would you like to go first, Jill? How yeah. many are we? How many are we picking here? Just one each. One for win, one for loss. Uh, one. Uh, if they win, I think we will be talking about. Let's see which which do, D lineman do I want to go with here? I'll say Josh Sweat. He's got the highest ceiling. Who can you know? If he can just give you a game like we've seen him give uh, at some points this season, and just um, you know really hand it to a top level offensive tackle. And get to Tom Brady. I, I will go with. I sorry, Zach. I really should. I wonder you, if do you want Joshua. If you want Joshua, you get him. I mean, yeah. I'm not just going to come I mean, in and say you take Joshua. You yeah. want Joshua? I was going to go Sweat, but I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm pretty versatile. Sweat. No, no, no. I got. I, I'm, I'm sure. Versatile. I mean, this yeah. is. Right. Yeah. 
I am curious if they are going to move, if they are going to consciously have Sweat rushing from the right side more so that he goes against Donovan Smith as opposed to rushing from his customary left side against against Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a bad idea? Okay. So are you taking Sweat or not? Yeah, he can have Sweat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, So I'll I'll stick on the the defensive line here. And, uh, you know, I think Ali Marpet's a really good offensive lineman. He's the one who uh, I would have said Hargrave, but Hargrave has has Marpet. So once got, go a, f- once got a once uh, got a talking to at uh, not a, uh, talking to is is strong. Just like a uh, a note that like uh, I noticed this by the way from a higher up when I was at uh, the Philadelphia Eagles doing the Journey to the Draft podcast at the Senior Bowl when Ali Marpet was there because I kept saying uh, Ali does the Marpet match the drapes. Okay. Uh, anyways, just a, a really good player. Great story too. Hobart College, I, I, I Hobart. Think, right? Right? Yeah. That's correct. Um, and so uh, I'm going to go the other side. Uh, I'm going to go the other side. Fletcher Cox. Uh, Hobart, Fletcher- Co- Hobart. I mean, many trips to Hobart. The uh, the the brother college of a certain former flame. Well, eh, I'm taking place well, in the other room, but you know. <laughs> Oh, the former college. I thought you said the brother college. Okay. No, there was like I, a brother sister. You know, like two colleges. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't so know you why were, it was the, a, the person you were dating was not at Hobart. No, but it was, was Hobart. It was Hobart oh. and William Smith was the. Uh, I think it's the full oh, name of the right. college. Yeah. Okay. okay. Marissa, yeah, looks taken a bath. Good looking campus or what? Don't let Jessica hear yeah. you. Yeah, well, I just asked her when I got my water. She goes, "Why? Why?" Yeah, it is. It is good looking campus. It's it's in. Uh, Jessica's like I already won that. I mean, it's, it's a small campus. It's a small campus in Geneva, New York. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, I think I think what's important here is who ended things. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hobart dead. Uh, so. So Fletcher Cox, uh, Fletcher Cox needs to win his his matchup here. He's been too inconsistent this season. We've established that. Um, but uh, you know, going up against Kappa on the uh, you know Cox's left side, their right side, I think uh, I think that's a matchup. If if they win, it's going to have to be Fletcher Cox. Okay, uh, I will take Avante Maddox. Uh, I think just knowing that Tom Brady. <laughs> I just. I just... As I was getting water, I just heard your alley morph. What's that? You're only now hearing. <laughs> I'm just now reacting to it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It was like a, uh, maybe maybe uh, tone this one down moving forward. Uh, <laughs> stay away from that one. Um, uh, Avante Maddox, uh, just knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, Brady wants to do a lot of his work over the middle. I'm sure he's going to see a lot of action. Maybe it's uh, forcing a fumble. Maybe it's uh you know having a having an interception or just making some key third down stops he's been playing extremely well this season especially the second half of the season i think um there was a funny uh i was listening to an old darius slay interview and he was talking about what do you say yeah and he was talking about um yeah you know like avante we always liked him more in the slot but we just didn't have anybody else who could play out there last year i was like okay well that's very honest of you um, but it is true, and and he has done a really nice job. I think Slay is is very important in this game. 
Um, but I feel like if they win the game, we won't be talking about it necessarily because it will be because he just like he, he did a really good job against Mike Evans and you know there wasn't a lot of production there. It's a, it'll be a little quieter. I feel like the Eagles need a big play in this game, and I think I think Avante Maddox may may come up with that. So uh, it's it's funny you say that uh, about the slot and and the outside because when they drafted him, uh, you know I'm I've been uh, I've been uh, uh, I'm doing a piece on the 2018 draft. I'll say that to our our, oh. our uh, listeners, readers, and so I, I went back to listen and, and watch what they said at at the time they drafted him, and it was very clear that he was a slot, and like they acknowledged it, but they were like you know, but we really value versatility and. He can always play outside. People can pigeonhole him in the slot. But very much when they drafted him, they thought this guy was going to be their slot corner. So that doesn't account for what happened last year. I, I, I was also curious. I was going to ask you off, off camera, but I'll ask you here. Uh, he jumped on to um, some of the scouts' radars uh, with the Eagles at the East-West Shrine Bowl. Were you at that Shrine Bowl, and did he jump out to you that year too? I was not because that was the Super Bowl year. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't okay. make it to the Shrine game. Yeah, gotcha. All right, that's that's the answer then. Okay, there you go. All right, how about somebody who? who oh. We're going to talk about if they lose this game. They don't really have like usually know, they have like, the linebacker who becomes sort of the punching bag, but I feel like they don't really have that. Well, and it's like if they if if the linebackers get exploited, it's like no one's going to be like it's Everyone's Alex Singleton's rip fault. The it's organization, be, it's yeah. fault for having right. Alex Singleton on the field. So I won't say him. How, how about a Fletcher Cox? If yeah. they just yeah. if they give up thirty five points and he's got no sacks or no no quarterback hits, uh, you know, like Zach mentioned, going up if he's going up against an Ali Marpet or a Ryan Jensen and he just doesn't do anything then uh, I feel like he could, uh, you know, in the, in the first six, seven weeks of the season, he was taking a lot of criticism. Uh, every time I did a radio, radio hit flex, uh, you know, they were asking about why is, why isn't Fletcher Cox doing more? So I will go with him. I'll go Jonathan Gannon. Uh, and, yeah, that's the right answer. And, you Breaking know, I, the rules, but okay. But, yeah. Oh, it's got to be a player? Cheating, okay. but yeah. All right, then I'll go, I'll, I'll go right. Listen, sometimes Clinton. cheating is the, is the right answer, as, as Tom yeah. Brady knows. As I'll, you know. I'll go. I'll go Ryan McLeod and or Anthony Harris, but well, you um, can't take both. That what, what does that leave me? All right, so I will go Ryan McLeod then, okay? Because uh, you know maybe they either this is defense has, only for the uh, viewers yes, and listeners. Yeah. I see offense. We will do in the next episode. Either Gronk has so has a big chill. game in the middle of the field, or they get beat deep by one of these speed guys, be it Grayson, be it Perriman, and you just see. I mean, the lack of speed with Eagle safeties is a concern. It's something that I think they'll really work to address this off season. But, uh, but that's what would jump out to me. Somebody in the chat mentioned, mentions Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, I did mean to talk about this on the last pod. It is insane. The season that he had, and it was very funny watching him out there in that week, seven week, 18 game. Like he's playing with a bunch of guys who, uh, who are like backups of backups and he's out there playing 35 snaps or whatever, three tackles, like 300 plus, uh, snaps. It's like the worst rate in the history of of uh, True Media, which is like eight years back or so. And I was, I did think it was funny as Jimmy Wait, Garoppolo. It's the worst rate of the last eight years, you said? I, I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was midway through the season, and it only got worse. So it must be. Um, as Jimmy Garoppolo is leading that leading that comeback against the Rams, and everyone's talking about what a great performance with the thumb. I mean. 
couldn't help but think about Kerrigan and his thumb. Uh, you know, he was more affected by it than the quarterback was. But I don't know. There's a, there's you, you couldn't you couldn't be this uh, poorly productive if you tried. It's crazy. There's such. Uh, I feel like bad, this, but it's insane. He he entered the season as their fourth defensive end. Um, he's got he's getting paid like four million dollars or something. That's that's not. Is that what he's getting that's, paid? Something is that the case? I mean, uh, maybe I just think like relative to players who paid really millions moved, of dollars, like how relative to players who who really move the needle. I think there's there's way too much angst allocated to Ryan Kerrigan. To be to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. I mean, no I one in my life things. other than this podcast talks yeah. about it, so I don't think. I mean, he work. he serves he did have one of the he did he have serves the same role as his son in that in <laughs> that in that first Bucks game. I forgot about jump. that. Yeah. yeah, that was fun to relive earlier. Yeah, yeah. but no, he 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 plays the same role that his son Ridgeway plays, right? And like no, one's no, in... but come on, it's different because no, and he's it's different had because like a they signed career. him knowing that they needed depth, and then they needed the depth because Brandon Graham got hurt. He was beginning no, yeah, the I, third defensive end. Okay, and and so Ridgeway is the fourth defensive tackle, but um, yeah, I, he's and he's Ridgeway's the, been better, has he? Yeah. Okay. Jeez, Ridgeway's he hasn't been like, worse. Oh, Ridgeway's like, get my name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting because my answer here is going to be Hassan Ridgeway. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we go. I'm going Anthony Harris. I feel like uh, I feel like he is more susceptible um, to being beat on a. Uh, memorable series of big plays um than, than mcleod so that's my answer all right this segment has gone incredibly long um uh, we were will, supposed uh, to keep these episodes I tight know. we're doing three in a row who's gonna listen to this before tomorrow at eight o'clock terrible i know we'll take a break and we'll be back with more <laughs> all right back on birds with friends but wolf shook up zach berman marissa morris uh we were going to here go through all of the preseason prediction games uh, but this is going to take a bit, so I feel like we could maybe save this for save this for tomorrow later in the week. Fine, Sorry, buddy. what did you say? We're going to go over what? We've got a lot. We've got a lot Someone of. Someone in the chat saying that these guys didn't pick the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, and we know that that's wrong. So that's there's some true. trolls yeah. out tonight. Listen, when you get more popular, you know, when the podcast is reaching another level with this wide listenership, when it's playoffs, everybody comes out. Marissa is getting rid of you if you're being annoying. This is a, this is, I, Marissa said off air that this is like a very unique community we have in the chat for these online uh, YouTube. So there, there's not going to be any time for all that. So anyway, Bo, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. This is why we're the on Denise an hour is. 15. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I say we, I say we save this for, uh, for tomorrow. Okay. Or so Thursday. are we doing anything else now? Well, we've got to we've got to extend like maybe five yeah, more minutes, right. uh, Just for the ads uh, to give our sponsors what they paid for. So I don't okay. know. What do you want to talk about? Huh, I got a job, question. Paul. This is yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait. I have an honest question. We can't go over the season preview stuff in five minutes. Like, like how much discussion is required for? It? Why don't you do? Well, one got of like them. eight graphics here, Zach. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, does, does he really? We could do like one or two of Diniz them, and then has worked very hard on these graphics. The next episode, them over the course here, we can do it. We can try to go through quickly if you want. Do That's one, fun. do one. That'll give okay. us a nice. Whatever you have up first, Marissa. Um, I have the uh, crystal bald eagle. Uh, actually, you know what? Save that one. Actually, let's do. <laughs> okay. Let's do spread your wins and fly. Okay. Which was, of course, we predicted the uh, over unders. 
I mean, uh, Zach's won everything, reason. right? Yeah, I can I can sign off. I have to write something for tomorrow. So do so I. So do I. Uh, so the spread you wins and fly draft Zach uh, is going to be the winner he went eight and four he lost on the Chiefs over hit the Jets under the Washington under lost on the Seahawks over uh, hit on the Broncos under lost on the Ravens over hit on the Titans over missed on the Bengals under and then hit on the Vikings under the Cardinals over the Colts over and the Niners under. Good job on going two for two on his challenge flags by Zach. I finished. The second. only one. Wait, wait. The only one that that really annoys me in hindsight is Cincinnati because I love Burrow, right? And I should have believed more in Burrow. But any, I am happy with all my other picks. I think that's fair. Um, I went uh, six and six down the middle. Started off with the Homer pick going Browns over. Then went uh, Colts under. That's 0 for 2. Then I hit on the Giants under, the Rams over, just missed on the Saints under, uh, just hit on the Steelers over, hit big time on the Jags under, missed on the Dolphins under by a half a game, hit on the Lions under, missed on the Niners over, missed uh, both Sheila and I missed the challenge flag that we threw so hastily on the Broncos mm -hmm. over, and then I hit on the uh, Ravens under, and then Sheila uh Ooh. senior national maybe you knew too much that's the problem it uh, was the uh the athletic playbook that's right too much you you you, much. you did too much work which unlike swooper when you do no work you went four and eight missed on the chargers Ooh. over the patriots under the bears under you hit you hit the packers over you hit the bucks over you missed the bills over you missed the Falcons over. You missed Bills, the Raiders. Bills 0 and 5 in one score games. Come on. You hit the Cowboys over, and then you missed on the Texans under, and the Broncos over, and the Steelers under. Oh, my God, Steelers. And, of course, Marissa had the chance to pull it out, but she went over on the Panthers. Looked they really good. so good. Looked yeah. really oh good early. Gosh. At the seven Morris, and a half. The Marissa Morris curse. I mean, yep. that, now just the, Two the years franchise in is in shambles. Yep. Yeah, he really Titans. did. He really totally ruined it. Listen, the Panthers really, uh, you know, they could use an upgrade at guard. I'll tell you that much. And Charlotte is a is a nice spot. And uh, so I would just say if they want to scour some other rosters, maybe find a roster that had like two all-pro guards this year who played 100% of the snaps and maybe see who their backups are, offer some draft capital. I mean, I'm not going to tell the Panthers how to do their job, but it might be something they want to look into. Yeah, I think they, I think their focus is quarterback this offseason, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, disappointing. In second we, year in a row, over over two. Might we be. can also award Zach uh, the victory in the Flu World Order draft. What uh, a sweet what the year of Zeeperm. Unbelievable, uh, this guy. Zach finishes with a 49-point total, one point better than me at 50. Shield was all the way up at 66. He had Zach Ertz uh, as a, a definitely not coming back when he did come See, back. I was right about course. that. I mean, I feel great about that. It's not my and fault. You shouldn't. You idiots. said he was less likely to come back to training well, camp stupid. than Deshaun Jackson. Their fault. They're stupid. Yeah. Uh, so good job by Zach. Unless, of course, unless Vinny Curry signs with the Eagles during the prac during the playoffs, in which case I would uh, I would take this home. But. Uh, that's another victory for Zach. Swooper Sorecasting. Of course, Zach enters this weekend with the lead. Uh, we can close the book on last week's. So I think there was one thing that was still hanging. 
the Eagles not playing on Saturday. Uh, you know, so- I actually thought that uh, I thought my wager was <laughs> that they would play on any day except for Saturday. And so that gets announced and I get the alert on my phone and I'm checking my mentions and I'm going, uh, what's going on? Why normally there's 50 people, you know, tweeting at me when anything happens. Why isn't anyone tweeting at me to say congratulations or we got a tie here? And then I went and I looked at it and I didn't get it. So, mm. uh, so F- the year of Z-Berm uh, continues. It is an unbelievable uh, run of success for him. Ooh. And then we turn the page to the crystal bald eagle uh, prediction draft in which Zach makes a late run because he hits uh, the Eagles have a worse pick. The Eagles pick in the first round is lower than both the Colts and the Dolphins. And he hit that after the Colts collapse. However, that, so this means that Zach and I end up with a tie because uh, of the of the uh, scoring system by uh, Denise. Um, I had the Eagles. Uh, well, you, you guys know this already. But uh, one of the ones he has is Darius Slay makes the Pro Bowl. Um, and Bo is willing to say that he's deserving and has a good season. Now, I did. I, I would have. I would have given this to you, Zach. But I was reading Shields All Protein <laughs> today. There's six corners on there, and Darius Slay is not on there. So I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can give you these points. How many corners make the Pro Bowl announced? I don't know. I think eight or ten. Yeah. Oh, like that Slay would have definitely been so. Out in Zach's offense, he did make the athletic football shows uh, list. Although I only out. acknowledge Last Shields' week. list, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> answer. Uh, Zach, I was defending you. I was trying yeah, to. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate so we need to figure out a tiebreaker here. I will. I. I, I can't. Uh, I can't take those points away from Zach. But uh, that's a tie. Zach just dominating on all cylinders. On what a year! I mean dominated every single one of these uh new home same background still has the hair still has the eyes i mean did you win any sports writing awards zebra do we need to congratulate him no, on it's, it's something to aspire for in 2022 okay. and honestly well. uh on january 1st 2022 our subscriptions went back down to zero and you're only as good as your next story, right? So as far as I'm New concerned, York Times, he's working for the New York Times for a second time. <laughs> what a run yeah. this is. Honestly, just 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 trying to have a good podcast tonight. And <laughs> I ha- I have to write a story after this, a good story thereafter. And then a good podcast tomorrow night. I, have to have, I, I asked Shane Steichen really bad a really bad question today. He didn't understand my question. So gotta go back question. To, I gotta go back to the drawing board there. So gotta work on it. Well, Zach, congratulations! You you deserve all of these. You've done a fantastic a job. Run. The spread your wins and fly is in particular very impressive. Um, there is one other game. Uh, now, d- this is one that Dana said was not keeping track of, so I had to go back and re-listen to uh, three preseason podcasts. I don't know if you guys remember this. We did swooper sarcasting preseason predictions. Uh, that was a three-week battle, and I'm going to go through all of these because they're kind of funny. Uh, just what we were, uh, what this we were talking really about. Not back necessary. Then. I'm sorry, but this is the show. Uh, Shield, the your roster of selections here were Gardner Minshew throws over 50 passes. You hit that. Jalen Rager is called for a taunting penalty. You did not hit that. <laughs> uh, Miles Sanders has fewer than four and a half fumbles. You hit that. Uh, Miles Sanders finishes top five in the league in yards from scrimmage. You did not hit that. 
Nick Sirianni wins over 75% of his challenges. This was very close. Five of seven for Sirianni. Very good, but just under 75%. Uh, Quez Watkins has more receiving yards than Jalen Rager. You hit that. Zach Ertz is traded. You hit that. Landon Dickerson starts at least four games. You hit that. Uh, the Eagles finished top five in fourth down attempts. You did not hit that. Jalen Hurts has more than 661 yards rushing. You hit that. And J Jalen Rager has more receiving yards than Justin Jefferson. You did not hit that. So that was six hits for you. Go ahead. Out of how many? What was this exercise? We did three We did three weeks of super sorecasting for preseason predictions. I know a lot of these were the first time <laughs> I was hearing them as well. <laughs> uh, Zach, you had Jordan Howard scores a touchdown. You hit that. Boom. Nick Sirianni wears a visor in at least eight games. Now, I went back and looked at the photos <laughs> from Nick Sirianni on the sideline in each of the games this season. I would like... How many games do you think he wore a visor in, Zach? I think this is a good question for you. I three. thought it was like every game. Three. Doesn't he always wear he the visor? A visor in three games? I thought he wears a visor with the stickers in like every time I see him. Yeah. No? I would say over. Bo, yeah. just freaking tell us. Yeah. Let's go. Nick Sirianni wore a visor in 13 yeah. of the seven games. That's what I meant, 13. The Eagles were 8-5 and five in his visor games, and they were 1-3. and three in the four games in which he did not wear a visor. Uh, so you hit that. You had J.J. Ortega-Whiteside scores at least two touchdowns. You did not hit that. The Eagles score a kickoff return touchdown. Did not hit that. Zach Ertz has more receptions than Dallas Goddard. Now, we did not clarify whether this was on the Eagles or not, mm. but uh, I gave it to you. You get the point here. He did finish with more receptions. Uh, you had Javon Hargrave has seven sacks or more. You hit that. Seven and a half. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, what is this one? Oh, three. Uh, th uh, he, he tops Donovan McNabb's passing yards, which he did not do. Uh, the Eagles make at least three waiver claims before week one. You did not hit that. Uh, Zach Ertz starts a game. You hit that. The Colts pick conveys in the first round. You did hit that. The Eagles finish with a positive turnover differential. Hit that. They did not. They finished exactly even thanks to the week 18 oh. game. You missed by one turnover. Okay. And an offensive, an Eagles offensive lineman is uh, not is uh, going to his first Pro Bowl. So you did not hit that. You also finished with six. I had Elijah Riley has an interception. Did not hit that. Andre Sachere has an interception. Did not hit that. Uh, an Eagles player says the phrase cancel culture in an interview. Uh, I don't think that that hit, although I can't be certain. Uh, Jalen Hurts finishes with a higher QBR than Carson Wentz. I did not hit that, but QBR is a dumb stat. Uh, the Eagles have at least 10 different players start along the offensive line. I did hit that. Darius Slay goes to the Pro Bowl. I did hit that. Javon Hargrave finishes with more sacks than Fletcher Cox. I did hit that. Urban Meyer does not coach all 17 games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that's a good one. Hit that. Uh, Andre Dillard is traded. Did not hit that. Alex Singleton leads the team in tackles. I oh, did hit that, which was going. a bit of a surprise. Uh, Josh Sweat has at least 10 sacks. Did not hit that. The running backs and tight ends 
finished with more receptions than the wide receivers. This was a, a Zach suggestion at the time. He was all over this, and it did hit just barely. And then finally, this was before the Gardner Minshew trade. Someone other than Jalen Hurts or Joe Flacco starts a game at quarterback for the Eagles. I did hit that. That's seven for me. So I was able to knock Zach away from the full sweep of all games. Congratulations. I mean, no one was paying attention to that, and you easily could have and most likely did cheat, but congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I feel good about that. I mean, I feel like the How the long urban, did that take you today, Bob? I got the urban one really made me feel like the exercise was worth it. It took uh double speed going to the end of the those episodes, probably about 40 minutes. I mean, it was definitely worth it. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we'll talk about the Eagles offense against the Bucks defense. And then are we having Daniz do all the swoopers this week for Thursday? I guess we got to let him know. He's got even have some work to do. I don't know. Should we have him do them all? I mean, probably. This could be the last swooper of the season. I would yeah. think that would be exciting if he has the time. I think so, too. I just hope he throws a punting one in there. <laughs> I think he will. I think he knows. I just got a picture of Leela. She asked to listen to the Encanto soundtrack. Uh, before bed and my wife walked in on her she had last last birds with friends episode up just listening away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I she's, she's she's got her headphones on in bed and the ipad's out and i got the picture right here of birds with friends on the uh she's a, a few minutes in shield Apparently that's what you gotta repost right. for your instagram people are yeah. asking you to I'll, update your right. instagram that's I'll great content that. I'll do that right after this. Absolutely. We're gonna need I'm, so, gonna... I'm sorry Bo gave the uh full Nick Saban quote from before. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, and also uh, she's also, probably heard worse from yeah, her parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and cover your ears on the Yangmar Pet Show. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully over there. <laughs> and also <laughs> and also just the results at the end should be like, God, dad is a loser. What the hell? This guy sucks. I want Zebram to be my dad. He's the only one staying in. Uh, I'm sorry. He's 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 the only senior national writer in the group. So well, he's got to we do that. We're going to need to work on an Encanto uh, song parody just for just for Lila. All right. That's the Joe uh, Judge song. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we don't talk about Joe Judge. It's okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Day he one of me that uh, that's the value that part. Yeah, it's a banger. And also in the first, the opening song when they goes like, "We don't talk about brew," and it, within the song, you know what I'm saying? No. no? Okay. Well, sorry, I, I, I would have sold it, but I don't want to lie. You would. My daughter's it. listening. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zach. Uh, character counts. We will be back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Live on YouTube once again. Day two, day two of three. We'll talk about, as Shil said, the Eagles offense against the Bucks defense. And I don't think that we will have uh, any other games to go over. So maybe it'll be a shorter Bye. episode. Thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks to the sickos in the chat, the Denizens, if you will, the Denizens, if you will. And uh, as always, we love you.